Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast. I am your host, Joan Graf, and I'm joined today by Kelly Kunap and Lachlan Teeley. How are you guys doing? Hi, you Hello. <laughs> hey, man. How's everybody been? I think, Lachlan, we haven't heard from you in a bit. It feels longer for me than probably for the listeners, but mm-hmm. what have you been up to? Uh, not a lot, man. I have uh, just been working because it has been that time of the year where, yes, I, I, to the listeners, this is not my full-time job. Ewan <laughs> does not pay me. All I get paid for to do on this podcast, all, all I get paid for is showing up and Ewan's love. That's what I get paid in. Yeah. I pay, in yes, love. I pay you in a different kind of mm-hmm. currency. We get a you know? Yes, one that shall not be discussed. <laughs> it it, it should probably not be discussed, uh, not only for legal reasons, but also for moral reasons. Yeah. We won't whip out the furry costumes in oh the intro. Oh my god. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, you know but what? Kelly, how have you been? I've been good. I wanted to mention one of my penguin friends. Let's call him a penguin <laughs> friend. Let's call him a penguin friend. Okay. He listens- staying on the topic of furries. <laughs> he listens to the podcast. And mm-hmm. first of all, he got mad at me for saying that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, which it isn't. Thank you. By the way. <laughs> it is. But wait, I wanted to shout him out, but I forgot what I wanted to say. Anyways, hi, if you're listening to this sub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a sick shout out. What a great. He's probably, he probably just got really excited or she probably just got really excited yeah. for a shout out. And you're just like. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Hi. What's up, dude? I mean, love and affirmation, isn't that what we're all seeking, you know? So a little bit of that dopamine kick. That's my love language, you know. But I mean, speaking of shout outs, we do have something to shout out. That's our Patreon. <laughs> you can become a member. You become a first AD, actually, when you donate two bucks a month. So uh, you get a bonus show every month called Drunkcast. You get to vote in polls and lots of fun stuff. So uh, go on and check it out over there if you want to get some bonus content for my show, uh, as well as join our Discord. We are quite active on there if you want to get mm-hmm. in touch and also be um, an active part of our community, I guess. Yeah. But uh, what are we doing today? We uh, we did a Pixar bracket. The, the Curse Bricks Pixar bracket. On the first one, Lachlan, you were actually on, right? And then we scrapped it for some. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. Reason I wasn't we can't meant disclose. to be on. I wasn't <laughs> meant to be on that disclose. on that bracket. But I saw you all on Discord, and I was like, I'm just gonna join in and see what they're talking about. <laughs> Turns out you guys were recording. Oh um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that, and you joined and I just halfway joined through, along. and it was so yeah. chaotic. Mm-hmm. And, but that episode ended up not really working out, so we scrapped it. But I hadn't seen half of those films. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, hadn't seen like the ones you guys were all talking about, which I've seen the majority of Pixar films, but I just hadn't rewatched Ratatouille and all of that in a long. I hadn't seen Coco, and yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna rate Coco. I, and I, I, think, I said my best fucking, like, I still think the best joke I've ever said was that joke about Coco, and it's never going to see the light of day. What was that joke? It, what was it? What I'm, was it? No, no, no. Wait, no, because it's not going to see the maybe light of day. Maybe I'll no. go into the depth of, depths of my, like, files, and it might still be there somewhere. I'll have a look. Oh, fuck yeah. Maybe Sweet. we can post a clip right in here if I find it. To the audience, the reason why I wasn't going to be on this episode is because I, 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 I've been really busy, and I haven't watched anything yet, right? So, basically... I'm just going to go off what I know. For me, my two arguments is that Toy Story 2 has two of the two, the only two scenes, I think, that I remember from Toy Story, and that's the Woody getting cleaned up scene. Oh, that was so pleasing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Actually, yeah. good scene. And that is Jessie getting left by her owner. Oh, yeah, that's mm. a good one. Right? 
those are the yeah. two scenes in Toy Story that I really remember. I didn't really get connected with Toy Story 3 or 4, but Toy Story 2 is definitely that one where I was like, oof, I'm never going to leave my toys ever. And the argument for Coco for me is that I don't know anything about it. I, well, I do. I know the premise about it. I'm just going to assume that it's the correct sequel to Sicario. So I'm going to say <laughs> Toy Story 2. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> you know when Vesel Del Toro's character like kills a bunch of people? I'm, I'm just, this is the sequel and it shows you where they go. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone that Benicio Del Toro has killed in Sicario. Yes, that's yes. the entire place. That's what Coco is about. So I have to go with Toy Story 2. <laughs> Otherwise, this will be a really disappointing transition to, I guess, the bracket we did a few weeks ago that <laughs> had some technical difficulties. So we also had to scrap it. So our bracket segment is really cursed. But on that bracket show, Wally won, and we decided to do a roll that again on it anyways. You know so what we, we should are. do? If we get one patron by the end of this month, we're going to redo Pixar. <laughs> Don't we already have 5,000 Patreons, Kelly? I'm, if we get one more. <laughs> yes, one more. Uh, but yeah, we are not really doing much else other than uh, talk about Wally today. But before we do that, we have to talk about what we've been watching. Lachlan, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? Well, okay. So again, I've been really busy. But yesterday, I'm not even shooting you. So at the time of this recording, yesterday was one of my first days where I was like, sweet, I'm free. I'm going to watch some movies. So I ended up watching six and a half films. Oh my God. What was the half movie? <laughs> half movie? Um, well, I got halfway through Soul. Oh, mm, go on. Yeah, mm. I've still got to watch the other half, but uh, I have to. I was watching it with someone, so I have to obviously wait until we're hanging out again to watch it because obviously that's a dog move. The, yep. the compulsory companion piece to watching Soul is, of course, listening to Kelly and I's <laughs> review. Right? Nice yes, yes, yes. So after I finish the episode, I'm going to listen to you guys' podcast. Nice. Exactly. Um, Very good. Yeah, Very good. of course. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to, other than other than the half film, I'm just going to point out three that I watched. One of which is just a shout out because I watched it. Uh, that's Wonder Woman 84. Went to the cinemas and saw that. And man, it feels good to go back to the cinemas and see something. Yeah. Um, which it's not like I haven't been going to the cinemas. There's a lot of indie stuff that was released at one of the smaller cinemas in over here in Australia. Um, so I had been going, um, but it's the first time I've seen like a, like a big theatrical release. Mm. Again, wasn't super busy, so that was nice. But I wasn't, I, I already heard the bad reviews for Wonder Woman, so I ended up not seeing it in like super, in like VMAX or IMAX or anything. I just saw it in standard cinemas because I was like, I'm not going to waste my money. And in, in, in terms of short term, in a one word review, I'm glad I did that because it wasn't probably even <laughs> worth the original price. The other yeah. two films, are The Vast of Night, which again, 2020 film, um, or technically a 2019 film, I'm pretty sure. I um, don't think it came out anywhere other than festivals. It, it came out earlier this year, I think in April or May, <coughs> or on digital. Uh, yeah, it says 2019 on Google. But anyway, I watched Vast of Night. Um, I'm a large fan of like stylistic films, especially if they're indie, because sometimes I don't really hit it. But as an indie film that was personally financed by the director, mm. um, that he hits the style and he hits the story and... Again, uh, this is kind of like the less flashy Super 8 um, yeah. by Spielberg. A mm -hmm. lot more dialogue driven and that's something I really like when the dialogue's pretty good. And this was written really well. So characters were awesome. Story was awesome. 
shots were pretty awesome as yeah, well. Yeah, that opening uh, shot was those pretty tracking. interesting, right? Yeah, and those really awesome tracking shots across the the, the town were pretty sick. So again, uh, if you if you like a 1950s uh, sci-fi alien horror style <laughs> kind of movie, this is a this is a great film. Uh, and the last one I want to shout out is Hunter Hunter. Have you guys heard of Hunter Hunter? Nope. I, I think it's. Uh, I only heard something about an anime that's uh, called that. But you know, I've never yeah, there's like it. Hunter X Hunter, which is uh, what a lot of people know about. It's an, it's an animated series. Yeah. This one is not. So I don't know if you guys saw on the Discord, but I, I posted in there that Lachlan, I was like, Lachlan has a film recommendation, everyone. And I <laughs> oh, put down yeah. Hunter Hunter. See, I never know if you're bullshitting when you do stuff like that. No, no, this is a legitimate, <laughs> this is a legitimate oh, okay. recommendation to. Pretty much anyone out there. So if you if you like a thriller, this film is for you. If you like a film with a twist, this film is for you. If you like horror, maybe. If you like True Detective Season 1, this is for you. Like this is, okay, look, Hunter Hunter is essentially the synopsis is like a fur trapper leaves his wife and daughter behind to kill a rogue wolf in the remote wilderness but they soon become increasingly worried when a severely injured man shows up to disrupt their peaceful existence. Mm. That's the one on Google, but I didn't read that until I've watched the film. So I went in completely blind. The less you know about this film, the better. <laughs> Go watch it without looking at a trailer or anything. All right. Yeah. Man, interesting. Well, uh, I guess let's move on to Kelly. What have you been watching? Oh, my goodness. Um, at the end of the year... I kind of had like this chill period where I just opened Disney Plus and I watched anything. So I watched The Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas, which I don't get the hype. Uh, then I saw. Huh? Hope. What you want to you want to you want to comment on that? No, no, I got, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. You can you can stay. You can stand by that. That is totally yeah, fine. It was it was cool, but I don't get. The I haven't hype. seen it in a long time. Yeah. Then I I saw Hocus Pocus as well, which I was kind of disappointed, and I rewatched. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Can mm. I just tell you, I I loved it like two years ago, but now that I have like more knowledge around film, mm -hmm. the appreciation is just completely like Fruit over the roof. top. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? It is an awesome film. It is. I, I think Lachlan and I both love that type of Wes Anderson style. Mm -hmm, pretty mm -hmm. much the best. Don't way. even get me started. The aesthetics, the visuals, the, <laughs> the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> definitely something that you enjoy right there yeah. i mean i also gotta say connecting back to what we're talking about today with wally mm -hmm. that the the visuals again and just the production design mm. uh, are also incredible in that film um something that is so sometimes well, a, a lot of times actually underrated in uh, in animated films when it is done well just because it costs so much money yeah. to do but it doesn't stop there i'm gonna count it as movies because i watched Bo Burnham stand up, make happy again. Amazing. Yeah. That was a great stand up. Yeah. I love great that stand up. Yeah. So good. He's he's a genius. And I started watching, didn't finish um, on Disney Plus, the Alexander Hamilton musical. Have you seen it? Great, great, it's so, so great, good. so awesome. Also, um, nominal. What's his name? I don't know his name right now, but the dude who plays the king. Uh, um, uh, Anthony Groff. No. Yes. Yeah, Groff. No, Anthony Jonathan Groff? Groff. I think it's Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff. That's yeah. it. Yeah, his. Oh, I thought Anthony. His acting and the singing, like his whole performance, <laughs> his spit, his spit. <laughs> he's he's like on the on the stage for three songs, like maybe ten minutes max. But his performance blew me away. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I absolutely love uh, Leslie Odim Jr. as as uh, Aaron Burr. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. 
I, Amazing. Dude, I adore that performance. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm so glad. A- again, I something that, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, that, that was the, where I drew the line for my 2020 list. I didn't include it in there, but man, that. Just recording of the performance. I want to put it in my top 10. Yeah. I want to put it in my mm. top 10. It would even be in my top five, if not even higher up. Like the recording of the actual show wasn't like that great or innovative, but mm-hmm. I mean, they did it with live performances mostly and then two separate recordings where they went on stage. Mm-hmm. But man, that show is so it's <laughs> good. Just, the music as well. I'm just happy that we have some way of seeing it because so far I had no, yeah. like people have been talking about hamilton for so long and i didn't know what it was about but we finally have the chance to watch it i'm so happy it's actually uh premiering in a show uh, in germany in <gasps> hamburg uh this fall if it's still on track you with are? covid and everything i don't know but damn i i, you know I already I'm, I'm checking the tickets i got it like a, an email going, thing that sends it out to me hell yeah <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll do we'll do a musical review that yes and what we've been watching if we end up going but uh i guess let's move on to what i've been watching what did you watch? uh, i watched cobra kai season three the first two seasons were over on youtube premium and uh, premium and then a few months ago netflix uh, bought it and put it on their own service and now they came up with season three have you all seen karate kid Nope. No. Neither of you? Oh, wait. Wait, sorry, 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 sorry. The, sorry. Not the I was James Swift No, I thought you were expecting to say Cobra Cry. Yeah. I have seen Karate Kid. Uh, I thought you were going to say Cobra Cry. So I just I just automatically was like, nah, because I'm not interested in it. But I have seen Karate Kid. Mm. Seen like scenes of it. Yeah, you've seen scenes. So you know kind of the gist, uh, the gist of it, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I guess the story kind of continues. I won't talk about anything uh, plot-wise, even if you guys aren't interested in, in watching it. But um it's it's super cheesy it's like so nostalgia heavy <laughs> you really can't go any further the acting isn't great and some of the like fight choreography is is borderline unwatchable if you don't speed it up to like 1.5 which netflix now allows you to do by the way what uh in the app yeah they they did that oh in the app <laughs> um in the mm. app itself yeah and also on the tv i think you can do it as well but great yeah, i can so- finally watch the irishman in a decent amount of time <laughs> Good one. Yes, it only takes me three hours now. <laughs> Scorsese was like, he like he he spent half of the budget to push Netflix from actually putting that, so people actually watch the whole thing in three and a half hours. Oh my god, <laughs> I hate it, the Irishman. <laughs> but oh the truth comes out. <laughs> How could you? Kelly? But hey, you might like it now that that um, yeah. De Niro sounds at a higher pitch voice because you're watching him at De Niro double speed. Is a chipmunk. It doesn't change. That would be pretty funny, but it doesn't change the voices. But they should do that. the chipmunks. <laughs> like to keep people from him <laughs> just kicking that guy when he looked like an old guy. Just like when whenever it makes he... it look normal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. no, you are right. No, it would make it look normal if you watched it at two times speed. It would be like, wow, De Niro is an incredible actor. He looks. He's got so much agility at this point in his age. If Francis Ford Coppola would make a recut of it, he would make it one times five speed you know what's even cra- you know what's even crazier i just started watching kung fu hustle and that thing is so quick imagine watching so it at five times speed <laughs> you couldn't keep track of anything that's going on um <laughs> but i guess keeping on the on the um train that kelly was riding before from bo burnham uh, i watched promising young woman in which he also stars in and um yeah that was quite quite entertaining i have to say like it it does go it does swing quite a bit in, in what it's trying to do and I guess I'll 
just quickly tell everyone what it is about. It is about a, a young woman who is haunted by her past and she seeks revenge on predatory men that are unlucky enough to cross her path. And I really enjoyed it. It had so much like style, especially visually. Like it was so vibrant. <laughs> visually? All the <laughs> We kind of do that every time now. I think I think we're kind of killing this inside joke the more we do it. So, by the yeah. way, uh, but but yeah, it was it was stunning to look at. So many vibrant colors, and um, I guess man equals bad, you know. And mm -hmm. I should watch it honestly. I, I mean, and I don't think it, it's grounded in um, a world that is completely real and down to earth, especially like towards the end, without spoiling, of course. It goes some places that, you know, it's like, okay, okay, I guess they're kind of doing that. I don't like everything they're doing, but mm -hmm. in how they portray, like, good guys actually being uh, sometimes the most dangerous people and, like, predators and stuff, mm -hmm. that is, I mean, that is quite close to the truth, you know, and um, good film. Just, just good film that. overall. And I I don't <laughs> want to talk about it more. Um, I will talk about it more on my YouTube, though. I, t I also just published um, a video over there <laughs> that I worked on for quite a bit. So maybe um, check that out if you got the time. And uh, I guess let's move on. I am just plugging. So let's move on to Wally. -E. Before we move on to Wally, -E, I have a quick question. Do you guys have any movie-related New Year's resolutions? Uh, yeah, I, I, I put all, all of mine at the end of the video. Oh. oh, yeah! You didn't watch all the way through, Kelly. How no. could you? No, not yet. Yeah, I kind of want to make my way through directors who I just haven't seen like one or two of their films. Mm. Mm. Smart. Like I've almost feel I I've almost finished their entire line of films. I just want to just want to watch that one last. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if I hadn't seen yeah, I've seen Scorsese, but I haven't seen Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Scorsese has like. 30 films or something like that. Yeah, well, Scorsese's a terrible fucking example. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is pretty terrible. Uh, but like watching, watching director, all the Tarantino's but... films but not seeing Death Proof. Death Proof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, what about you, Kelly? You got any? I have the same one as last year. I'm going to try and get to <laughs> 365 movies. No. You know? <laughs> yeah. Again. Yes. I'm already Again. behind. If you try... Wait, wait. You're trying to do, you're trying to do one movie a day. Yeah. Pretty much. You and didn't you try to do that? Did you do? Did you get that? I I did tried it. No, I tried three hundred sixty-five twenty twenty movies. Mm. <laughs> I watched eight hundred and eighty movies. Or That's something a like different. That. Oh, okay. a different. So it can be. <laughs> so it can be any I'm film. A then? Different kind of beast, you know. Okay, but I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't bad last year. I had three hundred and eleven, including like everything. Yeah, which, yeah. Like shorts, docs, everything. That's what I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy about where I landed as well. Um, and I mean, movie-wise, I got a couple of directors I want to go through. I want to mm -hmm. uh, watch all of Wes Anderson stuff. And um, yeah, I guess Wes Anderson is uh, priority number one. also want to do more of Kurosawa and I want to finish Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. And then I guess I got the movie project of 52 years in 52 weeks. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I, I set I set a goal for roughly 250 2020 films that I'm gonna watch mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. So not as many as last year, but still quite a All few. Right. But I think yeah. there's also a few classic films that I want to watch. Like there's a yeah. few films that, as a as a film lover, and I say that in quotations, <laughs> you have meant you're like meant to see. Yeah, I like, thought I we mean, were lovers, Lachlan. Like the God, oh, we are lovers, you would. But <laughs> thank you. I wanted you to say that. Yeah. Before. Well, a good example is like the Godfather. I'm trilogy. not watching it. I'm not. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I guess we uh, that, that is a good way to do or, a mold editing whenever we just sync up watching um, classics. You know what? Mm. If like if there were like some motivation, I would do. Like it. if you got paid to do it, yeah, I would yeah, do yeah. it. If people paid me to watch the Godfather. Well, it's like I watched, <laughs> I watched all all those six and a half movies yesterday, not because I got paid to do it, but. Because I just like, I was like, why do I feel like I'm a, why do I feel like See, I have to watch these films watch for some reason? I can watch movies in a day, but not The Godfather. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I, yeah, not The Godfather, because it's like, like, it's a whole trilogy. Yeah, isn't like The Godfather alone probably as long as all the six and a half movies <laughs> Lachlan watched last, yesterday? Probably. You can watch the whole Godfather trilogy in the same time you can watch The Irishman. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> I guess we should move on to Wall E. So Wall-E. before we... Before we jump into our spoiler review, um, I just wanted to share a few facts about the film. So rating-wise, this is one of Pixar's highest-rated films overall. It actually is the highest-rated IMDb film from Pixar, and it ranks at the number 62 spot above Coco, Toy Story, uh, Toy Story 3, Up, Inside Out, Soul, Finding Nemo, and Monsters, Inc. So um, good for you, Wally. Uh, well above everyone else i guess and i think coco is also like 20 spots off so i guess we chose the most popular film to be our favorite on the bracket um nice. is there any reason you guys think wally might be the highest i i think it's just a most universally accepted mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. you know it's so easy yeah. to get into it because you don't have <gasps> uh like for coco uh, if you're Republican, you're not gonna like. No, I'm kidding, but um, yeah, you know what? Like, it's appreciation of culture in there, but it's it's the same thing for Soul. I think that's why it already cracked at 250 because it's so universally applicable, you know, mm. and the themes that it's tackled. You know why people love Wally? Oh no, he's just gonna say it. I'm gonna know what I know what she's saying. Everybody hates say Americans. That's why they oh. like it. It's criticizing oh, I thought, the I, Americans. I, I I wouldn't. I. <laughs> Is yes. They're the only one who's the only ones who survived. They may be fat, but they still survived. But it's criticizing them <laughs> nevertheless. Look at how dumb they are. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you can't tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, no. Uh Kelly is obviously sarcastic to the forty percent of our listeners who are American. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> oh, uh, oh I remember fuck. what I wanted to shout out. My my penguin friend. He was <laughs> coming back with the penguin friend. We're, we're, pa- we're past the shout out part of the podcast. Okay, <laughs> hey, so what's going on? <laughs> he listened and he asked me, Is Lachlan Irish? Oh, sweet. He thinks I'm Irish. Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> I don't mind that. Wanted to let you know. We can move on now. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that all it was? <laughs> No, this is so confusing. Brother, stop the podcast. Brother, stop the podcast just for you to go, oh, yeah, my, my friend thought Lachlan was Irish. All right, cool. Let's go back. Like, it, nothing about Wally. Nothing at all. <laughs> Maybe Wally is Irish as well. We don't know. <laughs> Wally's Irish? Yeah. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> Wally. No, it's it's universally appraised over on other platforms as well. It doesn't crack the... Letterbox 250 though with um, a 4.1 rating. Um, over on Metacritic, it has a 95 and nice. a user score Jesus. of 8.9. So damn, that is pretty high. It also won Best Animated Feature back in 2009 and uh, was nominated for Original Screenplay, Score, Song, and Sound and Sound Mixing and Editing and Lost 
out to everything else there mostly i think dark the dark knight and slumdog millionaire uh yeah not gonna lie it went up against the dark knight so it's a pretty good fucking movie well <laughs> it only lost out i think in sound mixing or editing against the dark knight because the dark knight mm. was kind of snubbed they were nominated but i think they didn't win much more than Heath fletcher and that sound award <laughs> that was pretty much everything they got both of those movies weren't nominated for best picture i think um some other films that i actually can't think of because they're not rem- memorable uh <laughs> were nominated instead i think milk and slumdog millionaire are the only ones i can think of but anyways we uh have the director andrew stanton who also did finding nemo finding dory and co-directed a bug's life and also the critical and financial failure john carter uh to direct wally he's also an active writer over on pixar he was part of the collective who wrote the toy story <laughs> for, for, for some reason i wanted to i wanted to say squeakle but that doesn't <laughs> doesn't make any sense squeakle squeakle <laughs> the toy story squeakle <laughs> 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 you st- I still have that um, comment you made about De Niro sounding like a chipmunk <laughs> in the back of my head. But yeah, he did. <laughs> he worked on the Toy Story series as well as Monsters, Inc. And um, on this one, we also got uh, Pete Docter, the director of Soul, as a co-director. Mm-hmm. And the movie made about $530 million on the global box office with a budget of about $180 million. So definitely a success. So let's move on past all the facts and data and all the boring stuff and let's get into the <laughs> nitty gritty, the stuff that makes us laugh, that makes us cry, that makes us excited and that makes us shout, Lachlan, sum up the movie for us, please. Oh, you want me to sum up the movie? Fuck, okay. <laughs> you don't have to. We can See, I put it into the show notes so we can both do it, kind of improvising. You know? So, okay, so l- little square box simps over white Light ash. Bulb. What's uh, an, a white container egg. about a, about a plant? A white egg. They sim over a plant. An egg robot. And then robot. Um, an egg, yeah. So, mm. um, and then they fly to space and meet a whole bunch of fat people and the robot's bad like every other movie and then they save the day by sacrificing themselves. And then he doesn't die because it's a Pixar kids film. <laughs> so. As always. I guess that's the film. That, that, that is a, actually a pretty like accurate summary. <laughs> Not something right? that we usually get from you summing up the film, but I guess thank you for that. That is pretty accurate. I it mean, wasn't until this sitting through of the film that I realized that they don't have to make people in space fat. Like they just get, I'm pretty sure all they said was your bones just get skinnier. Yeah. But for some reason they also <laughs> inflated. Like in that diagram, it's like while you're in space, you also notice that your bones have degraded, but nothing, a couple laps around the the yeah. track won't fix. And I was like, just because their bones are skinnier doesn't... Like, we don't send people to the International Space Station. They come down a lot bigger than they were when they went up. <laughs> I guess it's just because they're consuming and not moving. But yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess. When Kelly and I watched it together, actually, yesterday, we noticed that there are quite a few plot holes in the whole story. Oh, but then we then we decided, like, ah, we don't really care if the movie's, like, well-made enough and the story works overall still. We can kind of look past certain problems that it has in the logic. How do they have kids? Where does water come from? How do they still have food? Cannibalism. No, the real question out of all of those was how do they have kids? Like, I really want to know. Yeah, that is a really interesting question. Like, how do they breed? Do they do in vitro fertilization? Do they 
like because you think about it, none of them notice each other. Like they do it over virtual chat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they don't have any jobs, so are they like women assigned to breeding? So that would be like a really dark. Yeah, that would be a really dark. (laughs) Wally turned to handmaidens too. Uh, the forbidden sequel. (laughs) The forbidden sequel. But uh, yeah, I guess we're just gonna go through the movie kind of scene by scene. And whenever we feel like talking about a certain topic, we'll stray off into a discussion there. So pretty free-flowing conversation that we'll be having now. So we start off the film with a kind of a visual introduction. We are usually used to immediately being greeted by some kind of a montage that explains the situation and the premise of the whole film. But I was really pleased that in Wally, we don't get that at all. We get the music, and then we zoom through space. We come closer to the Earth, then we see all the space junk and satellites go past them. We go from like a colorful space to a brownish world filled with garbage uh, skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. What do you all think about this kind of opening as a visual way of starting off our story? Well, it set the tone, didn't it? It did, yeah. Mm-hmm. The music. The music was really nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell that right now. Yeah, the recurring yeah. kind of yeah. uh, music that then Wally listens to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also the same that he, uh, that he puts on his TV. Is it the same all the time? I don't know. It's th- not the I same think it all is, the right? time, but it's, it's not all same, like no. very like uh, timeless songs, you know. Yeah, I think he's watching. It's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful world, a what? wonderful life, exactly. Yeah, on the TV. Um, with the mm. dancing and stuff. So we follow him on uh, his typical day of work. We kind of see what he's up to, the little cube man making <laughs> cubes. And then and then he comes back home. And something that you pointed out when we watched it, Kelly, is really interesting. He comes back home and then he takes off his like figurative shoes <laughs> and his like stuff that he has around. Uh, I don't even know what you call them. Um, I know it in German, but. <laughs> say it in German then. If you don't know the English word, say it in you German. We are gonna say it in German, <clears throat> but in German only. Okay. Vertical <clears throat> umlaufregallager. No, I wasn't talking about that. I thought it was a one that, word. You know, that, what did you just say? She was talking about the turning cupboard thing what that he has, but I wasn't talking about. I was talking about the things that he has around his like leg things that he makes that he hangs up when he comes back in, and you said it's like a coat that he hangs up. Oh, that's something completely different. The, the the gear thingies around his like you mean like robot? the um yeah. like the the like the i think they call it like tracks oh maybe yeah it's like something that tanks have like a like a track we're learning yeah english. yes learning english well i'm not with... learning english i've been speaking it since i was younger but you two well, i get sweden it. people <laughs> you're not swedish you fuck <laughs> yeah i know you're not swedish that's what makes it more insulting yes Speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> well, she's Estonian and I'm half Scottish, so I'll take it. I'm a mix. Though. You can, yeah, we're a mix of everything, aren't we mm-hmm. all? And um, back to Wally, maybe. Well, isn't yeah, isn't Wally a mix of everything? He kind of collects a bunch of stuff, and that's kind of part of his pers- personality. When he goes around and he uh, looks at just garbage, he <laughs> can find stuff that. We don't get to net connected to like when he picks up a ring um, and the box. He's more interested in the box than the ring itself. Mm-hmm. Some interesting stuff right there, like what he prioritizes, what he actually finds interesting. And something that we have to discuss here: what the fuck is a spork? 
Uh, what's a spork? A spork. Yeah. Like, Why? Maybe. What's the point? Why humanity? Yeah, Why? what's the point? You can't really use it as a fork and you can't really use it as a spoon either. What? Yeah. Lachlan, have you used the spork before? Have I used a spork before? Yes. No, I, I'm very much against crossbreeding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something Well, then else. I guess you don't like the story <laughs> of Eve and Wally then. And Wally? No, I don't want to see a sequel. <laughs> It's just a what bunch of little eggs and cubes. Like? Well, wouldn't they just be? I I don't even know. But also, would would Wally is would Wally make the baby in his little container thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just move on. I don't no, want to think Eve about has, this too. You long. know how a, you know how a male like a penguin takes care of the egg. <laughs> back to the penguins. They both have like a hollow. <laughs> thing. Back to the penguins. <laughs> oh my god! No. I was gonna have you guys seen the movie robots yes i have not but i'm watching it this year something that i have seen that you and hasn't all right sweet so in the movie robots yeah i'm also offended that he hasn't seen it they actually build their kid like a lego set so maybe they'll build their child <gasps> yes maybe they will and i can make it exactly how they want it's it not a maybe lego they set. do it's have like an ikea baby like yes. an ikea baby exactly yes. very nice it's also Swedish. except with <laughs> instructions that hopefully make sense the last tiny part that they have to put on. Oh my god! Maybe if it's an IKEA baby, it's a mixture between the egg and the cube, and it will turn into a meatball. <laughs> you know, the fusion there. It would be perfect, and then it it could just roll around. <laughs> they 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 made a sh- animated short called Bernie about like one robot on the Axiom. Why don't we get a sequel where they have mini versions of Wally and Eve? Oh my god! Pixar, we mm. are waiting. It's interesting because Disney is, is doing a bunch of uh, animated shorts. Of, no, Pixar is even doing um, animated series over in Disney Plus for some reason for a few of their properties. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which ones though. But let's get back to Wally. So Yes. You know what we discussed yesterday? Yeah. When no, I, I don't. It's kind of a commentary on the society that we live in. Without a society around you, you're going to value completely different things than you would with the pressure from others you know what i mean Locked yeah exactly you're kind of formed right by the him. stuff that <laughs> is around you you know yeah because he picks up a lot of stuff from the 60s and the 80s mm-hmm. there's also i think kind of a jab at modern electronics re-breaking after a short period of time mm-hmm. and all the stuff being more robust it's so but cool. he is completely formed by an old old film and that gives him his ideals also something that i guess we do subliminally as well when we watch mm-hmm. films that's cool. That's cool that they packaged that in this little space story. That's sweet. Do you want to comment on the romantic aspect of Wally? <laughs> I don't want to. Re- I don't want to comment on the romantic aspect of Wally. <laughs> but in terms of like like the opening of Wally, I think that my favorite thing about the entire thing is we have an idea of what Earth looks like. It's that pale blue dot mm-hmm. when you have it like as a wide shot in space. Mm-hmm. But that entire opening is these really pretty lights, these pretty galaxies and planets and things like that. And then the first like pan down to earth is like it's it's brown it's full of muck and we actually Mm -hmm. zoom into it and we pass through all this layer of junk into this smoky smoggy foggy Mm -hmm. landscape and then yeah we see what's going to be oh sweet we're going into a city Mm -hmm. now it's pile of shit pile of trash yeah and that really sets up the tone it's like what's happened here it's the prettiest pile of trash i have ever seen it is the prettiest pile <laughs> of trash you've ever seen. Put together uh, marvelously by Wally mm-hmm. and solely yes. by Wally. Yeah. Yes. 
And it's also interesting because it, it already sets up the theme of him being this lonely guy because you can see a bunch of broken down machines of other uh, Wally robots that have broken down and aren't working anymore. And he's kind of scrapping the bits and keeping himself alive. And uh, mm. he's he's looking for something more, I think. That's, that's what he's... Through the TV, through the stuff that he watches, he maybe dreams of romance and adventure. And it, he's so human-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it does that mainly through the way that they use his eyes. Something that I think comes back towards the end as well, when he kind of loses himself when he's almost dead and he forgets... Um, his memories in that sense that like his eyes are completely different and just a a nod to the the animation uh, just the animation of Pixar being this intricate and so well done that you can make a movie that's mainly just like a bunch of people making distorted uh, sounds through machines and it works they connect and you feel something it's so well done. Do you guys like that we don't really get a lot of dialogue in the film? Uh, did you want more? Like, what were your thoughts on that? It doesn't need. It doesn't need more because it's a. Mm-hmm. It's a. Again, I think the the film language used is is perfect. Mm-hmm. We don't need dialogue to understand what's going on between these robots. It's all done through action and motion and how the shot is taken. Like they, they use the close up with the kisses. So we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So the little wide shot of them just head butting heads would be like, All right, this is a, this is a bro move, like head butting each other. <laughs> but no, we get a nice intimate close up. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, um, a little bit more dialogue, I don't know, between the two, just saying random words. That that's I think that's all it needs. But between the humans, I I, I think there's p- the perfect amount mm-hmm. of dialogue. I don't think there needs to be more. I don't think there needs to be less. They yeah. they've used the right amount. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree as well. It's just because the visual presentation of the film is so well done that uh, completely works with the like big rule of show don't tell in mm-hmm. what you usually go for in in a film. Um, not that you would show like uh, an intro like Star Wars does, like this happened beforehand, <laughs> but more in you the way to, uh, that can, characters act. You can read it like the the picture. Like they say a picture says a thousand thousand words, you know? Exactly. And yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what's go what's going on in Wally. Yeah. And I and I have to say probably the, the stuff that I like the least about the film, uh, it's not a lot, but it's it's mainly then the human characters who kind of give cringy reactions that you just feel ashamed for your whole species. Mm-hmm. The way that they kind of rediscover the beauty in the world. It's kind of weird how they, for the clips, they use like real human actors. I kind of would have liked to have seen animated humans as well. Well, that's the first time they've used live action in Pixar films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't so think they've ever done place, it since. You know, it feels really out of place. That's I think one of the one of the downsides. I mean, I don't think it's a, like a, I don't think it destroys the film, mm-hmm. but again, it, it kind of takes you out of it for a second there because you see. Live action. Yeah. If it kept it animated, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they went live action for those kind of uh, moments? Is it a trick question? Do you know the answer? Or is it just I an actual d- question? I didn't find anything written about it. I'm just speculating, oh. but I do have my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is not a trick question. You can answer it. Mm, no? Maybe they couldn't find enough fat actors, so they had to use... <laughs> 
No, but the dude isn't fat in the beginning. Wait, no, no, I didn't, I didn't mean that. Yeah, I know. The other way around. But they weren't fat back then. They were like the old, the old world wasn't fat. Oh, they couldn't find, they couldn't find, no, wait, it doesn't make any sense. skinny American. Well, yeah, well, they had to do it live action. They couldn't find enough big people. So they had to do it. I didn't mean the whole film live action. I meant, um, why are they using live action uh, on those little moments for like the, the first people to go to space. I think it was a stylistic choice, and I think that's why they've never done it again because they know it didn't work. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it. It didn't was work. a stylistic choice. I, I don't think it worked. It's definitely that stylistic choice, but I, I maybe it's it, it's too. Um, I guess it, it comes back too much to like, oh, how is the world now? So this is where we're going, and then we take off to space, and that's kind of more based in reality. And then once the whole like future stuff happens. That's more of like the fictional stuff of uh, a future that could be, and then it goes cartoon. But it doesn't really need that, you know. Um, they could just do all of it animated. I think it's an interesting choice, but there's definitely a reason they didn't do it again. <laughs> mm, hey, quick, quick questions. A bit off topic, but if they were to make a like a like a I don't know like a I guess a good I would say I was gonna say live action, but I guess they've already done live action, but like a stage play of Wally. Who do you think they get to be the actors? Because instantly I think Michael Sierra for Wally. Well, I guess Jim <laughs> yeah, Carrey had and I was like, <laughs> would have to be yeah? Eve, Eva, because who? Jim Carrey would have to be. You say Jim Carrey as Eve? Yes. Eva? <laughs> yeah, well, you know why? He's already an Eggman in Sonic, so he just continues <laughs> that legacy to be an Egg Woman. <laughs> Yeah, That's better than my answer. My answer was going to be Scarlett Johansson because apparently she can play absolutely anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Asian actor Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson can play a white girl, an Asian girl, or a white robot. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah I mean, on the topic of making stuff almost live action, I think I, I do want to touch on the way that they use the camera because that is really live actiony, and this is one mm. sequence where Chol- uh, where <laughs> Charlie. Where Wally gets chased by a bunch of um, shopping carts, and it zooms in, and while it zooms in, it does the, it, it moves out of focus, and then it gets back into focus, which wouldn't happen if you do animation. You know, that's a that's a choice as well. And they also do like slight adjustments of the frame, something also you wouldn't need to do necessarily in animation because you would know where the action is going at all times. So there's some. I honestly thought I was watching an episode of The Office because it did that so many times. Right? Yeah. Like it does it. It does it a bunch of times where it, like he will zoom in really close to Wally and zoom out and get a wide of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, is this a documentary? Is this is this an episode of The Office? Am I watching Parks and Rec for some reason? <laughs> it did have also like almost comedic bits um, at certain times in the montage. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely a comedy more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And. I think it's also why it works so well. It's it's nothing that hand fists the morals of yo, you're fucking up Earth. You gotta get fat mm. in space if you don't stop. Come on. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that uh what's his name? Andrew um I can't think of his last name right now, Andrew Stanton didn't Stanton, I think his name is didn't plan on making this like a uh environmental statement or a uh, consumerism statement. Mm-hmm. Is consumerism the right word there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the right word there. Because again, if uh, what I love about Pixar is that if you watch it as a kid, 
you will like you will not pick up on any of that stuff. When I watched this as a child, I did not pick up on the fact that BNL was the only company that existed in this entire movie, right? <laughs> and does it, no, the, the, does it say by large as well? <laughs> yeah, by and large, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, again, which is, again, another... Yeah, it's obvious. By, yeah. yeah, right? So it's it's very on the nose, but I, I, I don't think he has ever pushed it so hard. But as a child, you would never notice any of these small little things. It's not until later on that you grow up and you notice a bit more, and you know a bit more about the world that you'd pick up on the details of polluting Earth and, uh, I guess, buying a lot of shit that you don't need, mm-hmm. which this film does comment on, but doesn't do it in a way that makes you feel bad for doing it. It just goes, you're a bad person for doing this, and we're gonna we're gonna go down. This is this is the path we're going on. Well, it's also like super hopeful all the way through because we have this yeah. one plant. The one plant that's like still working. Uh, Only seven hundred years later. Yeah, and then it, it goes up somehow, miraculously survives a lot of shit. It just loses a few leaves, doesn't even turn brown or anything. And then they come back, and when they come back, there's heaps of them that are just grown out, uh, like uh, a few miles away. You know, it's 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 definitely like a hopeful thing that doesn't in the end um, damn humans out of existence in a sense it, it leaves out on a hopeful note as well do you want to know how do you want to know how the plant survived i didn't survive mm. the exact same way indiana jones survived the nuclear blast it was in a goddamn fridge <laughs> that's how it survived well it's funny because the guy who actually uh did the sound design for this film worked on the star wars films and on alien and on the indiana jones films so Jesus. maybe he even made the sound design for, for the fridge. And when, and they were like, how are we going to prove this? How He's like, how are we going to make this like a uh, thing survive? And it's just this Indiana, isn't Indiana Jones 2011? I'm pretty sure. No. The latest one. I think it's earlier. It might be 2008. Uh, oh my God. They came out the same year. <laughs> they did? Oh wow. 2008, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. So basically they've made, because obviously it takes longer to make an animated movie. They're, they're walking around the Indiana Jones set. How are we gonna let? How are we gonna make him survive this nuclear blast? And the guy goes, "I know what we're gonna do. Put him in a fridge, <laughs> because that's how they make a plant survive on this other film that I'm watching, <laughs> uh, other film that I'm making." And they go, "That's a fucking great idea. No one, everyone's gonna believe that shit." And then, like ten years later, everyone's gonna make a meme out of it. Right, and everyone, everyone on the set's like, "Fuck, bro, that's a great idea. That's a that's a a bloody fucking brilliant idea." And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." even even (laughs) even Harrison Ford is like, "This guy's fucking great." (laughs) And he never says that. I think the last time he he never said anything. And the last time he said that, when when he was working with the guy who was playing the dog in The Call of the Wild, that was yeah, yeah. That's a fucking great idea. This is the best goddamn actor I've ever worked with. Let's move on in the story of Wally and Eve. So, where were we? I don't even remember. I guess Eve lands and she is, is hella mad for some reason. And, um, Kelly, what did you say when we watched it? You said something specific. What I said about Eve, I said, Eve, she must be a Scorpio. Oh. Have you looked at her? <laughs> Eve's a Scorpio. She is. What does that mean? A total Scorpio. She. Yeah, totally. Actually, girl. I'm I'm not even sure if she'd be a Scorpio or more like a Taurus or something. She is. What's the I think I'm a Taurus. characteristics of a Scorpio? 
Because, like, she's this, she's this emotional bomb. She will do her stuff, but if you get in her way, she's going to attack you, you know? But once she has done her job, she's like, oh, let me look out for you now, like, with my mm. whole life. I don't know if that's yeah. a Scorpio trait, though. Scorpios well, are known for being tough-minded and... Uh, but they have a lot of positive qualities and make them great friends and successful people overall. You know what? That's Eve. I'll give you that. You're <laughs> a horoscope girl. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's you a good thing about horoscopes. So they interesting. Pretty universally apply. <laughs> you two, you two should send me your birth charts, and I'll what? read them for you. Like, cause I'm genuinely My birth, interested. What's now. a birth chart? Huh? I have no idea what that is. It's like what's a birth it's like chart? What the stars and planets look like the moment you were born. Like the exact moment. Yes. So you know, how does it affect Saturday. me as a person? <laughs> yeah. For example, like at the moment I was born, there were uh, like four planets were in the star sign of Scorpio. So I have like very strong Scorpio traits. Pretty much. Are you a Scorpio though? Huh? Are you a Scorpio? Yeah. You are a Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that she was a, that you are a Scorpio. I have a Sun, you ascendant, a Mars, and a Venus in Scorpio. Which pretty I, I much what I am. to people who don't know. Wait, are the Swiss star signs different to my star sign? No, they're not. But well, no, they're, they're all universally the same. But I don't know what mine is called in. How come English? we can all agree on the same star signs, but we can't do the metric system and the imperial <laughs> system? <laughs> we got our priorities like, straight, man. Okay, oh I get your priorities but straight. Pretty much what that means. Those four squares. I'm an Aries. <laughs> I'm I'm just an emotional mess. That's what it means about me. Oh. I, well, I didn't need a star sign to know that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I'm an Aries. Yeah, Aries. I, I, um, my birthday is on the twenty first. Wally's March. probably a Cancer because he's a simp. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you and if you're an Aries, your uh, personalities you you're also in the same star sign as Lady Gaga, Robert Downey Jr., Jackie Chan, and Leonardo da Vinci. So, I'm brilliant, but I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> but also Elton John and Akon. <laughs> <laughs> there's a webpage where you can look up, like, there's the three big, like, planets that are most important. There's a webpage where you can look up which uh, celebrities have the same as you. Do you want to guess mine? Uh, Kelly, I just wanted to say one thing. Um, you remember how last week we talked about soul mm-hmm. and we were talking, we were using words like ethereal. Yeah. And we were talking about philosophy and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I think we took the... A, our show down by a couple of notches back right back to basic white bitch it's so great that what we're doing right now <laughs> we're talking about no, fucking astrology let me just let me just say like the three big people look at the sun sign the moon sign and the ascendant and there's a celebrity mm-hmm. that has the same exact as me oh my god who is it it's caitlin jenner <laughs> see the thing is i don't know if i should laugh or like what my because i have no idea i i never watched the kardashians or the uh jenner so i have no idea who that is it's a little bit embarrassing (laughs) like people have cool like cool people like oh i have katie perry oh i have lady gaga and i'm here like i have caitlin jenner that's the joke we're moving on now can we can we go back to wally (laughs) yeah let's go back to wally i think we talked about something that i found really interesting that you brought up kelly Mm -hmm. that in Pixar films, a lot of times we oh. get two different worlds that represented. Maybe you wanted a bit uh, wanted to elaborate on that a bit. Before I elaborate on that, this is trademark shit. Copyright belongs to me. You are not stealing this idea. This could be a bachelor thesis. If I see one paper, one article on this, you're getting your ass whooped. 
Anyway, so Pixar and Disney, they always have this this duality of worlds. Like Lachlan, if are you are you getting some blinking lights already? He's not listening, is he? Look at him. Look at his face. Uh <laughs> look at him. So so in like let's say Wally. In Wally, we have like there's always the real world in every single thing. And then mm-hmm. in Wally, we have the space. In Soul, we had the Soul World. Then we have Toy Story. We have like the toy world, pretty much, right? You know. Um, yeah. What else? And what the else? inside and outside. In a Coco. Sense. We have the uh, the dead world. Inside Out. We have again another world. You know, like the mm-hmm. emotions thing. Every yeah. single one of them has it. Not every single one, but you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's that's, and it's really interesting how similar they are in a sense. The, the I guess. In, you could bring it back that okay a lot of movies have plot lines that play out in two different places but it's really strongly implemented in pretty much every pixar movie yeah the only place where they don't really have it as strongly would maybe be the two other films from um from the director who did wally with uh finding nemo and finding dory but they finding both don't nemo. really have then they do have the aquarium and then uh the sea you have but the fishes world, the human and you world, have the and humans. then there's a sea world. Mm. See, you and even I knew that, and I just joined the conversation. <laughs> you, you oh. did not. And on top of You're that, so full of shit. On top of the two worlds, every <laughs> single time the main character has to suffer or like at least almost die in the end, or pretty much die, and they will always come back every time. Yeah, every single time. Well, yeah, every I guess that time. that is just kind of the children's staple movie. Of- <laughs> A children, yeah, you can't kill off the You can't have kids going home crying, you know. That's yeah. that's the point of it. <laughs> you can do that to parents in Up. Yes. <laughs> you can do it at the beginning, oh. but not at the end. Well, I think we have arrived at the ship. So after Eve finds the plant, they have a cute little montage. And um, Wally is kind of looking over her, kind of clumsily falling over everything that he could fall over. And then he does the Tom Cruise thing and hangs himself onto uh, a spaceship and flies into um, space. And then we get a bunch of beautiful shots of space finally leaving the (laughs) trash planet that is Earth. And we arrive at Axiom, the ship with all the Americans. All the (laughs) Americans. And yeah, I just wondered what happened to everyone else. Yeah, There's different ships, though. Who who else? There's no no one else on the planet besides Americans. (laughs) According I went to Hollywood. all a bit American deep down. Dude, that is that is deep, man. Again, remember that the majority of budgets are made by America. Yeah, uh, you mean like half of the half of the box office is usually made by the US. Yeah. I think it's it's a little bit more overseas nowadays. But I think it definitely nowadays, used to yeah. be uh, like 10, 15, 20 years ago. It definitely used to be more domestic. But it's really money. I mean, actually in comparison I just recently watched Greenland, which came out this year. Mm-hmm. That was um, uh, Gerard Butler's End of, the War- End of the World film. And that did incorporate maybe a couple different countries in terms of at the end where they showed you different countries, but that's about it. So they are slowly getting there. They, they usually do that with uh, like these catastrophic, just, um, yeah, catastrophe films. What are they even called? Like End of the World films? Apocalyptic, Apocalyptic films. Apocalyptic films, exactly. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's the big word you're looking for. Apoc- oh, big Apoc- words. So you could say end of the world films, or you could just say apocalypse films. Apocalypse. And it makes you sound fancier. Apocalypse. The the Aussie 
like apocalyptic. <laughs> Do you know the joke? No. Oh, you don't. You're straight white men. You don't. <laughs> Why, How dare have... you? How fucking dare you? First? There's um in RuPaul's Drag Race, they have an episode where they do apocalyptic outfits, and this one dude is just in front of the camera, like. So this week we're doing apocalyptic outfits, and that's a joke. Oh. Very funny, isn't it? <laughs> It was very funny. Of a joke. I feel like certain I jokes really work funny. better when you just see them yourself. Yes, I'm so um, bad at yeah. telling when, jokes. Can we never have that again, please? No, that is fine. You and can you please edit that out of the podcast? Ooh. I'm get, I'm just getting removed from the podcast. This is my last episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. She keeps see. She keeps saying that. <laughs> Bye. But and I keep uh, coming back like the and she doesn't even get the pay, same payment that Lachlan gets. I don't you get know? the same payment. I get yeah. I get seventy five percent of what he gets. Of what? What? What the fuck? Of what? What? Who gets me? Wait, you oh, and Lachlan. wait, wait. Sorry, I thought this was something completely different. But okay, you can't have this in the podcast. Yeah, no, okay, no, no, you can't have this part in the podcast. Okay. Stuff, yeah. Where can I? Where can I jump back? To cut oh, all of that shit out. Oh, so the thing <laughs> what was, talking about? Lachlan, for every dollar that he earns on this podcast, I get 75 cents. <laughs> How about I give you 25 cents? <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, so we move on. We're back on the Axiom, and uh, Eve has retrieved the plant, brought it back to the home ship, the mothership, gets scanned. And then it gets brought up to Otto, our wheel that looks oddly familiar to um, Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Definitely more than just a few light nods <laughs> towards the Kubert, uh, Kubrick classic. And what follows are a few like um, chase scenes where Eve and Wally get labeled as like these dangerous robots that go about, that they're just. Uh, spark manic uh, chaos and auto kind of hides the plant that's the steering wheel right the the robot who controls the axiom mm-hmm. and um our captain gets more and more interested in the earth really wants to go back then and um that's basically the story it doesn't uh, we've already talked about the ending they managed to retrieve the plant go back to earth so i think there's not that much that happens in the second half that is like really interesting story-wise or like what it does well other than just the romance between Eve and Wally. I think that's also something mm-hmm. that you talked about Lachlan before. The director didn't focus on putting out a story that focuses on yo consumerism bad or yo environmentalism but it was more I think the quote was something along the lines of look at these cute little robots falling in love. Exactly yeah that, that's definitely the quote. It's a love story not a story about Life, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I get as always. But isn't a story about love also a story about life? Like, yes, you and a story about love is a story about life. Yes. Blah blah blah, all that cute <laughs> shit. But, but this is not a story about like us as humans. It's something completely different. But don't you think that the the way that the characters are designed and the way that they act, they are just kind of replacing certain attributes that humans have as well? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
at the end of the day, it's just kind of about love and not much else, I guess. And I mean, dude, that sequence with the fire extinguisher. Oh my. So beautiful. Let me tell you, I didn't remember much from Wally, but that was like one specific sequence or scene that I still remember like distinctly. Mm. Yeah. Why did you remember it so distinctly? Because it was so cute. Hello? Visually beautiful. Super beautiful. And it goes on for quite some time as well. And it's when, then when the human characters who uh, both met uh, Wally then kind of bump into each other and then they notice them outside as well, kind of representing humans uh, looking out into the world again and kind of reflecting on who and what they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess then the ship goes Titanic and turns all the way, almost sinking in space, if that's even a thing. No, no, it literally no. isn't. It cannot move. It doesn't make any sense. But, um, but yeah, as, as, as a cast who has all seen 2001 um, a few months ago, how did you uh, like that there were a lot of references in there? Did you find it a bit mm-hmm. reference heavy or meta? No, it was it was pretty much the like it was a good amount. I saw one match cut mm-hmm. and otherwise like of course the whole robot topic of them taking over all that is pretty obvious, but what was even cooler, one of the songs songs, musical pieces, was it the exact same as in two thousand and one. Oh, yeah. You know which one. Part right? of the score. If you've seen yeah, the yeah, both, yeah. you probably know which one I mean. But that was kind of like a big big symbol of hey look this cubic we're definitely referencing cool here thing. yeah mm-hmm. if you've seen i the think book. the references are a great thing again for adult viewers yes to go ah i know that it's I like know that easter film. eggs it's for not adults. something kids would pick yeah it's yeah. something to keep them entertained and again um i think wally stands on its own two feet with what it is and it and the kind of film it is but of course, the again, there's not a lot of I guess famous animated space films, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of live action space films. You know, Star Wars, yeah. two thousand one, Space Odyssey, Alien, which again Sigourney Weaver uh, voices the ship's commander, which is something yeah. I only learned today, and I was like, that's <laughs> cool. So yeah, no, I, there are a lot of references that adults already understand. Again, come back to that that thing that this is a kids and a adults film. The Wally again references don't destroy the film or make the film better in any mm-hmm. kind of way because mm-hmm. um, I don't think they add to the story and if they weren't there they wouldn't affect the story so either way it's just a nice thing that they can include to go oh I like that that's nice mm-hmm. yes and and I guess the question of all questions that I had was what was your favorite crazy robot crazy robot. when yeah when they go in when they put Wally mm-hmm. into that little facility that and then we get that short little sequence the where he thinks jail. that Eve gets yeah robot jail and uh, robot. I, I think I when we watched it, I said it's like uh, robot daycare, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. where he Shawshank thinks production. that they're hurting Eve, which is interesting because I think the initial idea behind Wally was that uh, on the ship there wouldn't be humans, but it was either be humans who have evolved into more of like a blob thing that's like translucent and <laughs> I think green or or purple or something like that. And that the machines would be tortured. And I guess that maybe was a nod to the initial idea that they had. Yeah, the inhabitants of the ship wouldn't be treating the machines uh, and robots nicely. But yeah, they break loose and then we get a bunch of (laughs) 
little <laughs> crazy interesting machines that go about creating chaos. And I, 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 I really like the makeup machine that just comes around and says, like, you look pretty today. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think that- Darling, that's going to work for you. And it's just like smashing the face or something and can put your makeup on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I put on makeup. It's like, oh, <laughs> honey, just smash you know my I'm the face. best. Something like that. You know what? I don't. Yeah. I don't have a favorite broken robot. I just like the 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 robot, the cleaning one that goes crazy. You know that I love that one. That one, yeah. Is so fun. I I can't remember what he says in English, but whatever he says in German, we used to quote that line all the time, <laughs> and it was like an inside joke that no one else found funny besides like me and one friend who kept saying <laughs> it every every time we saw something dirty. <laughs> we like we pointed at it and then thought it was it was dumb but i love that little robot it's so charming <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah like you got a favorite out of those <laughs> few crazy bastards yeah the the conor mcgregor one the boxing one <laughs> the massage just... machine that basically just beats everything and i'm like <laughs> yes okay so every other robot just does exactly what it exactly what it's designed for mm-hmm. except at an extreme level so the one that paints just paints everywhere mm. the one that does makeup does makeup everywhere the umbrella one just wants to umbrella everything right the massage machine just wants to fucking destroy everything and beat it up mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah that's i mean i haven't gotten a massage Actually, in a long the time the most but... broken robot is wally because he's got emotions and stuff but <laughs> he definitely is the most broken that, that for sure <laughs> like i'm pretty sure when they designed him they were like no emotions picks up shit puts it in a cube places it they didn't design him and go all right i want him to like rubik's cubes and sporks <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so how about yeah. we create this robot that like it takes trash, takes <laughs> trash with it, but also he thinks that some types of trash are like less trashy, so he hoards them in a trash car, and um, then he meets this like white girl, and they fall in love, and in the background they have like sporks and like fifties. Uh, romance movie how about that you've 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 just done the definition of consumerism <laughs> there's some junk that isn't junk but they keep it yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is so on point actually i love that yeah right it's it's like that uh people buy stuff that they don't need with money that they don't have that's consumerism for you yeah i mean but then didn't they stop kind of consumerism in space then because they don't seem to have money. I mean, they're not doing but jobs. But they're still consuming. So I, I said that the first time we, we uh, when we were watching it, Kelly, if you remember, I said like, oh, they're, they're, they're all wearing red. I think this is kind of communism <laughs> in space. Yeah. Like, why are there ads everywhere? It's not like they have to, like, they just get provided for. Everyone does their part and they get mm. money. But then they quit. As soon as I said that, they all changed into, uh, as if they hurt me, into yeah. blue. And I was like, holy shit, someone hurt me <laughs> over a Pixar who was in control of the hue shift. But uh, yeah, I, I like that end note on consumerism to, I guess, round out our episode. Before we uh, end today's show, I guess I, I'd like to know a number from everyone. What would be a rating? Not that it really matters that much. Um, <laughs> anyways, again, numbers don't matter. But uh, what would you give Wally out of 10? Nine out of 10. Are we all going to agree on the same number now? Because I was going to say that as well. Well, I'm also going to say nine out of 10. So. Damn, I think that's one yeah. of the first times that we actually agree on a rating. Interesting. Oh my God. I usually, when you uh, when you check out our letterbox, the the quiet unset letterbox, I usually like um, log a film up there whenever we do an episode on it, uh, with our ratings as well. 
but I never rate the film because we we don't have the same rating. But whenever we have the exact same rating, I rate it. So it's like out of place. Some movies we rate, but only the ones that mm. we score in unison. I, I guess we share the same enthusiasm about the film, which is it's great. I mean, you're always kind of on the safe side, or, or almost on the safe side mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Pixar uh, to get a quality piece. And yeah. um, for our next show, we are covering the new movie over on Netflix called Pieces of a Woman. Starring Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby. Uh, that comes out on January 7th um, on the first day. And our episode should be out uh, pretty soon after. So def go check that out once we end up watching it and talking about it, I guess. Uh, you can also check out the Patreon. We do a monthly bonus show. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get extra reviews up there sometimes as well as polls for upcoming shows. You get to vote in um, certain movies that we cover. You also get the episodes uh, uh, a day early and you get exclusive Discord access to separate voice and text channels over on our otherwise public Discord that you can join. Anyways, it's just if you want to hang out with us a bit. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. hang out. I guess if you want to uh, reach us, uh, there's criticize a link below in the show notes opinions. as well. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not criticize. It's all positive, I'm- Kelly. I get criticized anyway, so come on, lay it all on. Well, that sounds like a you problem, you know? (laughs) That's not like the show problem. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, that's set underscore quiet, on Instagram, quiet on set podcast, and on letterbox, quiet on set. I am uh, Ewan Graf on pretty much all the social platforms, and uh, you can find all of our other socials linked below in the show notes uh and yeah that is it this was a crazy crazy episode but uh i don't even think it has a topic i think this is yeah if you've made it to the end fucking well done because you've just dealt with a whole like hour of bullshit yeah like astrology (laughs) we talked about astrology then we talked about kubrick and then we went to consumerism (laughs) yeah and then we talked about women's pay and then in the middle there we talked about (laughs) we'll see how much you'll actually um, and we had fairies or something yeah <laughs> and yeah uh we'll, we'll see about that yeah. i don't know how much you guys actually got to hear of uh really oh. bizarre <laughs> conversations halfway through the show um but i definitely hope that it was an entertaining one and if it was uh please also don't forget to leave five star reviews over on apple podcast yes, helps please. us out a lot especially if you leave a review there we might read it out on the show as well mm-hmm. and with that we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yo, Lachlan, we figured it out. Uh, to save this podcast, we need Tanika. <laughs> <laughs> to save the podcast, we need Tanika. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tanika, we need you on the podcast. We need you to save it. No? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Tanika says she doesn't know much about movies. Have you seen Wally? Yeah, you've seen Wally. Yeah, so cute. It we could talk so about cute. that. Dude, Lachlan is so cute. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you two. I will fuck you up. <laughs> Just because I talk to you in a nice voice, I put you up She's an hungry munchkin. She's a hungry munchkin. It's just respect. I respect her. I don't respect you two. Well, I suck your dick and you don't respect me? Yeah, you. And just because you suck my dick virtually doesn't mean I respect you. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess you're going back to, uh, I guess you're going down to 75% of your pay. (laughs) 75? (laughs) No, I don't want to be called like a woman. I want to be called like a man. (laughs) You pay me a dollar, you pay her 75 cents. (laughs) 78 cents. (laughs) Okay.
can we get back to but, the podcast? Yeah, let's get back to the podcast. I'm so, dying in here. 